Hey, welcome to the Cone Phone. Grant Cone here. Going to be taking your calls for the next hour. Then I got to go buy furniture. The Cone Phone is in the new location. The Cone Zone is in the new location. Uh, I have a location. I just don't have any furniture or anything. So uh, I have this screen up so you can't see all the boxes and stuff. And then I have a corner where there might be something in the future. We'll see. So for now, I'm going to take your calls. You saw my show yesterday with Jesse Brooks. We talked a lot about the wobble, why it exists. We didn't judge it. We didn't say it'll be there forever. We didn't say it's going to ruin his career or that it's a big deal. But we were talking about the reason for it. So if you guys want to talk about that, I'm here. We can talk about whatever you want. No Borders Sports is first, but I can tell from his stream that he's not ready. He's kind of setting up. And we got Jose with his uh, – he's, he's like, I'm ready. Let's go. All right, let's do it. What's up, man? What up, bro? How you doing? Well, I'm good. Um, I was just thinking, though, uh, not talking about Trey Lance. I've kind of been looking at this email scandal and uh, kind of want to know what your thoughts on it. Seems like uh, uh, Gruden is has the actual Raiders uh, lawyers representing him. This is kind of Who's deep. Me, man. I've been I've been moving. I didn't know. Tell me what's going on. This is news. So. So you remember when Gruden got fired and he settled right afterwards? So it mm-hmm. seems to me like the settlement was kind of set up before he stepped down. So it, turned, it turns out that he uh, – sorry, I just got done moving, so I'm a little out of breath. Nice. Um, he, uh, he's got the, the lawyers for the Raiders uh, representing him against the NFL. He got his um, – the NFL tried to dismiss his case. And the judge said, no, it's totally relevant. So I'm guessing the NFL is going to try and appeal that. But after that, you're talking about going to discovery phase where he's going to get a hold of all those 650,000 emails and text communication and call records. And to me, I'm like, this is a thing that could take down a lot of people in the NFL because I'm sure not Gruden's not the only person who's made comments like that. And you're talking about the upper tiers of the NFL and I'm, I'm wondering, first thing, will it ever go to court? Because if I'm the NFL, I'm throwing money at this like crazy to get it to not come out. Because you're talking about you could you could upend the NFL in one season with a whole bunch of emails like this. Oh, I see. So, so what, what Gruden's going to basically say is like, if, if I'm going down, I'm taking everyone with me, including. Well, yes, because out yeah. of. So it seems like Gruden's emails were only released to um, sh- kind of cover up. um Dan Snyder and his issues, right? Cause that's what the emails were for. You know, they pulled all these emails to see what was going on with the, the commanders. Mm. And then when they were like, Oh yeah, look at Gruden. Oh, look at Gruden. Oh, look at Gruden. It seemed like Gruden was the thrown under the bus to save an owner. And I think Gruden's, you know, pissed because, you know, he got made to be the Patsy, you know what I mean? Not to say that what he said was any way justifiable, but to, to be the only one, you know, and be put up there. I can understand why he's he's upset. Well, so to me, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I'm like, could this be worth billions? Perhaps. You know, Perhaps. at least at least half. I would say would be like the first starting point because this is, and if this if this any of these emails see the light of day, isn't that the end for Goodell, whether they can him or just don't extend his contract or whatever? Possible. If he's covering something up, if he said something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. There's a lot at stake. I'm sure there's a lot of owners kind of worried right now. Oh, I'm sure. And coaches and all that stuff. Anybody who communicated with anybody in the commanders, you know, in any sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. They better be worried. All right, man. I got to take some more calls, but I'll be thinking about that. Watch out for Gruden. Yeah. And uh, keep doing what you do, man. I'm with Thank you. you. Appreciate I <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Later. No border sports. Mason, when are you going to let me come on and talk? How about now? Oh, oh what's up, Mason? What's up? Dang, that's crazy. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm doing great. Big fan. Big, big, big fan. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Okay. First of all, got the got the tat. I I oh, donated wow. I donated a joke about you getting a Javon Kimmel tattoo. Oh kinda wow! Kind of thought it was funny. When did anyway, you get that tat? Uh, about a year. About a year ago. About a year ago. Love it. Nice. Had to. Big <laughs> question. <laughs> Be, quick, quick question. Quick question. Sure, sure. Is who Hufunga him? Is he that guy? Is is he him? Yeah. Is he the one? Is is he? I gotta know. I don't know, man. It's been two practices. Give me. He looks good. He looks all right. We'll see. I think teams are gonna really isolate. Because if you look, if you're going against someone, if you're trying to isolate someone in the Niners secondary, it's him and whoever the nickelback is. So teams are gonna try to put their best player on him. Let's see if the Niners can avoid it and if he can hold up. Because right now, like. He's not getting tested. We'll yeah. see. I mean, that makes sense. I, I not on the field. Kittle's not on the field. Like when Kittle's here, they're going to be a lot of Kittle and Hufunga one on one. Right. I'm curious to see that one. That I mean, that's definitely fair. I just I gotta like. There's so much hype. Like he's getting. He's just getting like. Way so too much. much hype. Yeah, like so much praise, and like I yeah. like I feel like some like if he doesn't if he doesn't legit go and ball out, then they're you know like people are going to be disappointed. I'm not. I I like him, but it's just like. I think they're setting the expectation a little bit too high. Yeah, they're opinion. making it seem like he's the next George Kittle fifth round superstar, right? Yeah. And I don't I'm know like, about that. I don't know just, about that. I just switch. It's the wrong player from the draft. Just switch it. Switch the hype to Trey, bro. He needs it. He needs All it. And it it's getting there. He's, he's yeah. Oh, Doesn't it seem sure. like the Niners have hyped up Talanoa more than they've hyped up Trey Lance? Yes, for sure. Yeah. 100%. What and is I'm that? Like, I, dude, I don't know. But it's just like, look, Jimmy is still not there. But like, like Jimmy, they, they, they didn't they didn't think like oh let's let's keep Jaquaski tart around just in case Talano is not ready like they they like Jaquaski goodbye thanks for everything oh yeah Jimmy, no he's gone you got to stay for a while Jimmy we need you just in case we got to right. see a little bit more from Trey all right well I got to go to work but I just all right Mason I, I go to work say real quick yeah I hope we get rid of Jimmy like today like yesterday like today would be a great day to get rid of Jimmy wouldn't let's it, make it today, today for sure all right today is the day all right Mason have a good peace day at work peace peace. Lob, what's up? What's up? How you All right. Man? So, I got to know, because I know you don't support a lot of players. Like, you don't, like, praise them as much. But Trey Lance, from the moment he's been drafted till now, I feel like you've supported him openly a lot. So, I want to see, like, what do you see in him from the start till now to make you do that, basically? Good question. I mean, when the Niners traded up for that pick, right, they did it, I think, a month before the draft started. Yeah. And so, it sort of opened up the conversation for all of us to have an opinion on who they should take. And by the end of it, I was saying they should take Trey Lance. So I was happy that they agreed. I had come to the same conclusion as them. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. And then when I saw him in training camp, I legitimately felt like, man, this guy's better than Kaepernick ever was in camp. At least he's better than Alex Smith was. He's better. I thought he was the most gifted quarterback I'd ever seen on that practice field. And I, it's not like I've watched, I've, you know, covered Russell Wilson or anything like that, but thought he was really promising. I thought he was better than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought he, you know, not starting him last year was 
a bad call. Yeah, we learned about his his finger being broken and stuff. That kind of explains it too. Um, and so far this year, he looks better. And the way I kind of describe him is he's like off the charts at everything except for throwing spirals, which is kind of funny because he's a professional quarterback. But and that's he doesn't really spin the ball that well, whatever that means. Does it yeah. matter? Those hard. Seems pretty accurate. Makes good decisions. He's he's athletic. He's mature. He's smart. Doesn't throw great spirals though. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how, yeah. how much that really affects him. But that's good to hear because you don't see yeah. him as much as you do. Like you saw him all off season last year. We didn't get to see most of that, and you're seeing him now. So that's just good to hear. Yeah. And then another thing. So you talked a lot about the hold the Niners have in different positions: strong safety, guard, center, mm-hmm. slot corner. But the problem that I think about that is most teams with high level talent, like the Niners, who have like Fred Warner, Trent Williams, George Kittle, etc. They have those problems where they have in like lower in positions that are not that much value to have guys that you probably have never heard of or because if you look I'm looking at the Rams depth chart right now and I don't know who their other corner is going to be opposite Jalen Ramsey or the linebacker next to Bob Wagner or even their half their offensive line. So it's I'm true. like it's I feel true. like that's a problem. The most that being said though, they won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Often if you're like a team that's on the cusp, you get a bunch of veterans to fill holes like the Niners last year. They thought they were on the cusp of a Super Bowl, so they had to have Josh Norman. They couldn't risk it with someone who was learning on the job. You see that with the Saints this year. They went out and signed Teron Matthew, Jarvis Landry. The Niners this year are like, we're letting our young guys get some experience. We don't want to spend as much this year. And it's like the plan. And it's interesting that it's so different than what they wanted to do last year, what they did last year. And it's coming off an NFC Championship appearance. Usually – you see those teams like think, okay, we're gonna make the next step this year, but they're changing quarterbacks. They're not really sure where they're at. You heard Jed York be like, "Well, yeah, we could have gone to the Super Bowl, but we easily could have missed the game." Yeah. So I mean, they're kind of like in this. Let's not set the bar too high this year, and let's see what happens. Yeah, well, I'm an optimistic fan, so I'd like to see giving the young guys an opportunity, but we'll see how it goes from there. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but- it's cool. I, I think basically the Niners had to decide like, do we do. The, let's call it the growing pains year. The growing pains year with Trey Lance and, and the other young guys. Do you do it in 2021 or 2022? Yeah. I was – I said 2021. Get it over with. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners are like, mm, I think we might be able to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's put it off one year. Yeah. Maybe they felt they were on the hot seat. Maybe they felt they needed to make the playoffs and someone would have gotten fired if they had – I don't know. Maybe they but, did what they had to do. The problem with that now is Trey Lance has to come and – Exceed expectations. They went to the NFC Championship. They were so close right. to the final. Right, and he's been on the bench for years. He's been in the system. Everyone think, oh well, he's seasoned now. Yeah, you know, he should be but ready to go. Really, he's been playing two years. I don't think expect the Super Bowl now. Like right. he's 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 technically a rookie. It kind of so, backfired on him. Really, they, yeah. he should have played last year. Maybe they, didn't think they were going to go to the NFC Championship. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Well, they were. They were two and they're three and five at one point. Yeah. Debo Samuel just went crazy. Yeah. He went beast mode. All right, Lob. Thanks right, for calling thank in. You. I want to say I'm a big fan, and I really enjoy watching him. Hey, thanks for calling in. Is it your first time? Uh, second time. I did a year oh, ago. Second once. time. My bad. Yeah. You did a good job. Where are you calling from? Uh, Roseville, California. By South. All right. For yeah. sure. All right, man. Have a good one. All Roseville. Right, Later. All right. Jedi. What's up? You're, uh, you just got to – there you go. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I want to give you a compliment, bro. How you handled yourself with all that stuff, I want compliments. You did – Remarkable. I'm proud Thank of you. You, you did Thank awesome. Um, that's what I was say. Yeah. Um, 
I agree with you with everything you just said, man. Um, they went with the plan of we're gonna try to ride Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know why. We're gonna ride Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. That was their mind. If they thought they could win a Super Bowl with Jimmy, then why they trade for trade? Why they trade for Trey? I didn't understand that. Never made sense. Grant, I don't understand half the things this franchise does sometimes. And Same. it just it, it bites them. It comes back and bites them. Like you just said. We spent the year with Jimmy, could have been spending with Trey. If Trey Lance had the Jalen Hurst year, okay, with what they did in Philly, that's that's remarkable. Look what mm -hmm. Philly did. They mm -hmm. went all in. Mm -hmm. They said, okay, Jalen got to it. And they back road draft picks just in case you don't work out. We got a, 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 a blueprint to trade up next year in the draft to get your replacement. Niners could have done that. Lance is at least as good as, as Jalen Hurts. And then, and then on top of that, because they're not paying for quarterbacks in Philly, hardly anything. They went out and got AJ Brown just, just in case. Niners could have done that. Could have did that. It was right in front of them. Everything was right in front of them. Yeah, I don't understand. It is. It, it puzzles me because I, I, if Trey is good, and if Trey does work out, just imagine what you could have had him there on this year. That's what I'm thinking. Let, let's go to like a parallel universe where Trey played last year. Now project this season. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it just it puzzles me, and I just hope I hope they can do right by this kid because I do think he has talent. I listen to you all the time. I'm hearing about you know the zip, and there's a little wobble, and I, you know eventually the wobble I I think eventually gets better mm -hmm. as you work on your craft. So mm -hmm. I, as as long as he eats and sleeps football, I think he'll mean? correct that. Yeah, that'll be no problem. You know, but I, I just worried about the corners and our secondary. I, I I hope <laughs> I we haven't won a Super Bowl. Everyone dodges this grant. We haven't won a Super Bowl since Deion Sanders. It's true. It's true. We we've been to two. We lost and two. I think every single time the Niners have won a Super Bowl, they had an all pro in the secondary. At least one. all the time. At least There's one. no if and they can tell themselves you win through the trenches. Yeah. 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 We yeah, never we yeah. had in the trenches, but eh. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have pressure, but we have to, yeah. we we got to get the secondary fix. Yeah. We got to get the secondary. Fix. Hey, I want to say though, it's the it's the best group of corners they've had in a really, really long time. Like, yes, Moses yes. is good when healthy. Traverius Ward is good. Ambry Thomas is solid, and then we'll see if Jason Verrett ever comes back. If our coaching staff were like the Dolphins, we see our, our Tampa Bay, how they put their corners together, how they can really draft and then mold into like all pros i hope they can do that with Woe man i hope yeah. ambry can i hope they now i i know D'Amico has looked good so i'm not gonna you know misjudge him yet so hopefully D'Amico can change this secondary into a all pro secondary yeah. and get some you know pro bowlers out of these guys yeah. but I, I don't know. a lot of pressure i mean it's tough on D'Amico when they don't draft those players high it's always like, hey, we got this diamond in the rough. Yeah, exactly. And you got to make him a pro pro. Good, yeah, good appreciate run. it, man. He's got all the traits, though. It's like, okay. Yeah, then he, why he, didn't he go run fast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll keep trying to lead him to the right direction, and we'll see if they ever follow us, Jedi. Well, I mean, as long as they got you, and I'll be in the, I'll always be in, like in the, you know me. Have you, you watched know? the Obi-Wan series? I, I don't know if you watched the Obi-Wan series. It's pretty cool, but. Dude, I'm always in the background, man. I'm always. I appreciate you, man. The Obi Wan oh, Jedi of the cone phone. Good call. Thank you. Later, Thank man, you, bro.
Jose, you're up next. Uh, keep your keep your keep your son cool. It's your son, right? I'm just kidding. I'm tripping. Mo Dollar says, "What is the hullabaloo all about? Trey's throwing motion. I have 2020 vision and see nothing different. Can you explain in basic English? I know it looks kind of similar to me too. I don't know. I don't have a problem with throwing motion. I think the the, the wobble comes with from how he finishes the throw, not the motion. People are kind of like stuck on the how he holds the ball. It's how he finishes the throw or doesn't finish it. Jose, what's up? What's up, Grant? How's it going? Going good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Enjoying this Saturday. Nice. I can tell. Nice, nice, nice. So um, I just hope I'm not one of the only few people that is kind of worried about how this offseason to a degree has went. Um, you you had a chance to discuss or get a clear answer from Alex Mack whether he was going to retire or not. And you didn't address it until you until you signed Devon, D- Donovan West out of Arizona State as an undrafted free agent. So you're telling me it's between him and Brunskill at center. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. It is Jake Brendel's job to lose, whoever that is. Jake that, I think he went to Army or Navy, some like – No, he went to UCLA. Oh, he's only 30 years old, man. But, but still, it's Jake Brendel. Like, he's played why six snaps the last three years. Six. Why, is it, why is it down to him? That's Ooh. my issue. Exactly. See, he understands. Exactly. And and I don't understand why it's down to Jake Brendel when you could have had this conversation with Alex Mack in like March. You know why it's down to Jake Brendel? Because Jimmy Garoppolo's contract's still on the books. That that too. And that's another problem. Why is Jimmy still on the books? Like literally all the reports. to get that seventh round pick in return. <laughs> for all the reports that have been coming out for not just Jimmy, but for Baker Mayfield, any team that's willing to trade for those two guys, the team has to take on a salary. So why are like if, if you're not willing to pay that salary, then just cut him loose so you don't have to have that money on the books. The way you do that is if his contract was guaranteed. Guess what? It's not. That's why. So you can just cut yeah. him and move on. But it's too late. And, if they were to cut him today, we'd all be like, "Well, why didn't you do that three months ago?" Well, we exactly. Yeah. And then now you go get yeah. J.C. Treader, who's considered one of the better centers in the league, who's still on the market. He's a little Better than Brendel. Sorry, Jake. And then, and then the other part of this too is why haven't you brought Tart back on a non-guaranteed contract? He dropped that pick. End of story. That that doesn't that that just shouldn't even be the reason though. He's been it a. Solid you know safe. it is. You know it is. I, I, yeah, you know it is. You're right, but it's just frustrating because he's a solid safety. He's not the playmaker that you would want, but you he's don't a know solid. is a solid safety. You have no idea. No clue. We have no clue. And even yeah. then, it would be nice just to have him for depth anyway because you never know what could happen with secondary. And secondary has always been an issue for us in terms of injuries. Okay, I feel and- like me and you, I, I've been saying this all offseason, like respectfully, in the most respectful way possible. I don't like this offseason. What are they yeah. doing? And Niner yeah. fans are like, shut up. The only, the only thing I Sorry, like is the fact that you went out and got Ward, even though I wish you would have got out and gotten J.C. Jackson instead. Right. right. I but- still am okay with the Ward signing. But another thing, too, is, is like you have two. OK, now now this is kind of like a different subject, but the linebacker room, you have Fred Warner, who's on a long term deal. Right. But wow. you have your two other guys that you believe in and Greenlaw and uh, Al Shire. They're on the last year of their deals. Al Shire signed a restricted tender, I believe. And then uh, Greenlaw's on the last year of his rookie deal. So what's what's going to happen with that room a year from now? Are those both of those guys? going to get big contracts elsewhere and then all you're left with is hoping a, a young undrafted free agent or fifth round pick is going to be the, the guy opposite of, of Warner yes you were speaking so many facts right now everything you're saying I agree with I'm like yep 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 I mean maybe it's because your son's there because he's a good influence but that's exactly what's gonna you think Aziz all is going to be on this team long term I don't 
They're already I, I don't either because I think he's going to get priced out. I think he's exactly. going to get priced out. Exactly. I think some team like Jacksonville or Cleveland who wants a linebacker is going to give him a bunch of cash because he Jets, Robert Sala, bingo. It, it, Robert Sala to the Jets. There you go. Bingo. And CJ Mosley, a year from now, contract could be uh, null and void, and they just cut him and replace him with Al Shire. It's it's just I don't know. There's just certain things, and then obviously as an as a big fella myself, the offensive line is obviously an overall and worry. Like you lost Tomlinson, Trent Williams is, is hopefully going to play more than twelve games a year. So you got to also have another contingency plan for for the uh, backup left tackle, um, and then the guard position. I mean, uh, Aaron Banks ha- has had his interviews lately where he lost body fat and he looks good overall, but it's like, is he really going to be the left guard that we need him to be? And then. Obviously, your goal still... for the offseason is to strain harder through uh, through the drills. Yeah, and then obviously, and then obviously, my strain biggest harder? issue with the offensive line, besides the Mac situation, is the McGlinchy situation. You, uh, I, you know this, Grant. I've talked a lot about McGlinchy on on your show, man. Like McGlinchy is just he he's a good run blocker. There's no doubt about that. Six eight, three hundred and fifteen to three hundred twenty. Whenever he's in the mood to gain strength and weight, he's a good run blocker. But pass protection, man, he's god awful. I, I just if, if the fact that he has, uh, the, fact that he has the fact that he has the butt cheek face mask with, and then every time he's pass pro, he's always head down like this, getting beat on a pass pro. It's it's concerning. The fact and that the offense good. didn't fall off at all when Tom Compton replaced him. Exactly, and then you let him walk for a, a veteran minimum deal with the Broncos. You didn't even bring him back for a vet minimum. That's right. what he went to Denver for. He didn't sign no big contract. Jose, you're speaking way too many facts right now. I think I I, I think we gotta stop. And oh, one more thing I want to bring up. My bad. One more thing. Yeah. Is what is Kyle's decision making with this running back room? Like you have you have Mitchell, right? Who's the number one guy, right? Yeah. Obviously. But who is gonna be your two and three, and even maybe even four with Jeff Wilson, with um uh, uh Sermon and uh the right. kid that just drafted. Price, price, like, and, and out of those three guys, besides Mitchell, what are you going to do with those three other guys? Yeah. And they brought do you need? Back, right? five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasty's back too. So, what are you yeah. going to do with those other guys outside of Mitchell? Are you actually going to give these guys touches and run a true committee, or are you going to keep swapping these guys in and out every week and not really have a true plan outside of Mitchell? I just, I just don't understand it. You traded um, up for Sermon, and and you don't, you didn't use him because he didn't have vision. And then now you you got Price, who was considered a fifth round pick, even a sixth round in some places, and you overgot him in the third. I just I don't know. This running back room is, is is a little outside of Mitchell, obviously. And even then, Mitchell showed that he's a good running back. But how many games are you going to get out of him? So that's my problem. Is outside of Mitchell, you got to figure out your plan on the backup running back situation. Yeah. Other than that, looks like a Super Bowl team. Jose, thank you for calling in. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. You have a good weekend, man. Peace. Big time says, could Trey's hand size be an issue? I don't think so. Maybe. I'm, it's, I think his hands are probably big enough. Maybe. Again, I think the issue is muscle memory. You start throwing a ball at a young age. The way he throws, it's just not serious. It doesn't seem super conducive to like a real tight spiral. It's okay. Same with Peyton Manning. You can overcome that. It's not the end of the world. What's up, Bay Area Baller? What's up, Grant? How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, yeah. my channel, Bay Area Baller 18, we just got monetized. Got the oh! subs. Congrats. Yep. So I got to thank you for laying out the blueprint 
right? And and giving That's us dope. this platform. Uh, Cause this is where I got my start right here on Cone Phone. Hell yeah. You'll have that the rest of your life, man. That's a new, that's great. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thanks. I mean, Shanahan's got his coaching tree, right? That's branching out. Cone's got this YouTube tr tree and whether you like it or not, baller is like a, br a little brand. It's like a twig. Damn right. The cone tree. No, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a new, it's a new, it's a whole new branch. I'm proud. I'm very proud. Thank you. Hey, hey Good Grant, I, I want you to guess a player, okay? I'm going to read a snippet from a draft profile of PFF, okay? It's a 49ers player. I want you to identify what player it is. The chat can play along, too. I think I already know who it so is. It, it reads, he's not particularly long, nor is he particularly fast. What he is, however, is physical to a fault. He's arguably the best tackling corner in the class and relishes the opportunities. Hmm. Not particularly long, not particularly fast. Right? Best tackling Correct. corner in the, in the class? Correct. I'm thinking Darquez Denard. False. Wow. What, you you want to wow. try again? Hmm. I, no, go ahead. You tell me. I'm stunned. Diamador Lenore out wow. of Oregon. Wow. He's he's a physical, he's a great tackler, right? And that's the premise of this cone phone because I feel like he hasn't been talked about. Also, shout out to CG Ruthless because he also is talking about Diamador Lenore trying to pump him up. And um, but what what are the 49ers like at that slot corner, right? Dating back to Kwan Williams. Kwan Williams is really physical. He can tackle. He can blitz. And I wanted to ask you, you know, how you thought Diamador Lenore performed last year, right? Because we did see him on the field, you know, for a few games, right? Our cornerback room had a lot of turmoil. He got a shot. And I wanted to ask you, how do you think he played last year? I thought he started off really well, really well. I thought he got picked on a little bit uh, in some big games off the bench, like he, games where he wasn't starting, but like Josh Norman, what he punctured his lung, came in, got targeted by Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it happens. And I think either he lost confidence or the Niners lost confidence in him and we didn't see him anymore. And then coming into this offseason, like just look at the difference between how, how they handled the nickelback spot and Diamador and the strong safety spot and Talanoa, both fifth round picks. But Talanoa is a starter at strong safety, and they brought in a backup to not really even challenge him and George Odom. Diamador is backing up Darquez Denard at the moment. So, I mean, the Niners might want him to take the job, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe they felt like he wasn't as professional as Talanoa or he's I mean, he was just a rookie. So maybe they just kind of want him to go get it, go take it. Did you see his leaked uh, practice video that he had put out, like some highlights from last season? Last year, yeah, yeah. It, it leaked. Yeah, like, the Niners in trouble. Remember, because he he had like well, he, this was like a this was like a month or two ago. It was more. Oh, recently. really? Okay, last yeah, year. Demo leaked out him. some footage of him like locking up like Marquise Lee and Travis Benjamin and uh, that Stanford cat who got all the players who left the wide receivers who left. Demo showed him locking them up, and he looked good. So I'm trying to Great. I'm trying to figure out has he been playing in the slot in OTAs? Yes, he's been playing both in the slot and outside. He's getting. It's like a four-way competition between Denard, uh, Lenore, Womack, and Quantrez Knight. And I, 
Lenore certainly could win this competition. It just, what does it say that he's not starting yet? And they spent a fifth round pick on a, on a nickelback again, the year after, like, I mean, are we sure he, he did, did something behind sure the scenes that made them back though? He, he did something behind the scenes that made them question their, their lose confidence in him. Doesn't mean he couldn't, he can't regain their confidence, but there's, they're not treating him the same way they treat Talanoa. And I don't get it. Cause they really liked Diamond or Lenore at first last year. And then all of a sudden it was over. I don't get it. Hey, I, I liked Demo. I thought when he was playing what out there, like I thought him? he was solid. And actually, when we went to Thomas at first, I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I want Demo out there. But uh, Ambry ended up playing pretty well. But I still like Demo. And I think he can be a, a contender for this slot role. And let, let me know when you're at practices how he's looking. You know. And look, uh, he killed it in camp last year. If it's a camp competition, he did well in preseason too. So maybe he maybe he can regain it. I mean, Ambry Thomas really struggled last year, gained some confidence and was fine. So maybe he just needs to get his confidence back. Maybe he has it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and Matthew in the chat asked me, he said, Ray Ray McLeod, your hot take for breakout on offense. Defensively, Matthew, it's Kevin Givens. Kevin Givens, my breakout guy. And that one's, that's a real dark horse because he's got like one sack in three years. So this is a Kevin deep super. That's what I'm saying. I know me and you both really like uh, Givens. And hey, Grant, I'm going to put out a Talanoa who flung a highlight reel off his uh, his start against the Bears. I think it was his first start played 100% of the snaps. So I'm cutting that up. Look for that on my channel. All right, Grant, catch you later. Peace. Jaden, what's up, man? Oh, uh, what's up, Grant? How good you doing? See you. Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I heard you got a new house in Oakland. I do. Thank you, man. Nice, nice. I'm in I'm in San Pablo, so I'm not too far. Oh, nice. That's yeah. what's up. Cool. Um, okay, so I got I got about four topics if I can cover my will. Um I got a theory why we didn't start Trey Lance last year, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so in the preseason against the Raiders, he broke his finger, right? Mm -hmm. And then week one, they played him. They did give him snaps week one. Mm -hmm. Week two, I, I'm pretty sure they also gave him snaps. After week two, they only gave him snaps if it was – like needed if Jimmy G was injured type stuff. I think the reason why they did that is because they did not want to aggravate his finger anymore. Obviously, um, because you can't throw without your index finger. Yeah, you really can't. So I've been I've been doing a lot of research on how to throw spirals because I because it's the topic and ev everything is like your last point in contact has to be the inside uh, uh inside part of your index finger. Yeah. He said he had to relearn to throw last year so that the last point in contact was his middle finger. That's yeah. that's not ideal. That's not what you want to do. All I'm saying is I'm blind and I can throw a spiral pretty consistently. Wow. So, Trey Lance, um, I know that you hurt your finger and you had to relearn to throw, but you've thrown with your index finger your whole life. So, you know, get back on top of it. Um, but... I think the reason this is going into my other topic. I think the reason why he got his finger injured is because the 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 people we had on our O line in the preseason were all question marks, and they were the future of the O line, and it's still a question mark the mm -hmm. whole O line. Mm -hmm. So then, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Niners are planning to do at O line. I really don't. Um, I feel like there's no plan there. There is no plan there. 
<laughs> the whole attitude this year is like, oh, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. It's no problem. We're not, it's the same not, thing not. with the running back core too. Yeah. That that's that's my third topic is that the running back room for one is already from in my opinion it's it does not look good. The names we have on there is like, oh no. I feel like Trey Lance is probably going to carry the running game this year. Um, Elijah Mitchell will probably be like the second highest rushing yards, but I don't, I don't think um, our running game is going to be that good this year. Well, we'll see. A lot of pressure on Ty Davis Price and Trey Sermon. Oh yeah, a, a lot. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more power scheme, right? It's going to be a lot of shotgun between the tackles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh, that's unfortunate. That's Sermon's game. That's Ty Davis Price's game. Let's. That's not Mitchell's game. We'll see how they how they use him. Mm-hmm. What um, what veterans are on the free agency for running backs? I don't know, man. They got, I think they're stacked at running back at this point. Not stacked, <laughs> but they have numbers. They have way. More, they, they still have Jeff Wilson. I like Jeff Wilson Jr. He's. Good. I like Jeff Wilson Jr. He had too. Ten yeah. touchdowns in twenty twenty. I think he led the team in touch. He's a good player when healthy. So we'll see. I like him and uh, Jamichael Hasty. But like yeah, explosive when he doesn't fumble. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say he he doesn't hold on to the ball um, particularly well. Jaden, what's your last point? I got to take another call. Okay, my last point is Jimmy G needs to get out of here. I have no idea why he's still here. I'm um, glad you said that because that isn't said enough. Say <laughs> it from that. Go to the mountaintops today and and belt it. Okay. okay. Yodel it. Yodel it. From the you mountain. have to yell it in the locker room, too, though. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Zayden, great call. Thanks All for calling right. in. Bye-bye. Voice ad agency, man. How you doing? What up, Grant? Thanks for waiting. Sorry to, sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, no problem, man. You know, just uh, letting you know that uh, I had to definitely get on this show because I got that fresh haircut Look, just now. Shout out to Smooth me. Cuts. Dope. Shout out to Smooth Cuts and Rob uh, here in Melbourne, Florida. Hey, nice. Looking nice. Looking real nice. So, Grant, I got to call you out again. Oh, okay. <laughs> got to call you out. I, I think you, uh, you've you misplayed this whole situation. You you haven't played your card right. What situation? Javon Kimmel. How, how, how? Okay. So, you bring Javon Kinlaw on the show. The whole world goes to shit for... <laughs> you know, uh, a few days. And all of a sudden, you got Kittle, uh, Armstead, uh, Debo. <laughs> Debo came out in it. Ayuk? You, Ayuk? Paper you pepper. The yeah. long snapper. The long yeah. snapper. I call- did did, did Grant Khan not take advantage of this situation and say, Look how Grant Kong is bringing the whole 49ers team together. In is, that not control? Control? is that not quality? Yes. Bringing them out I together. Need it, really. you know? I, I get it. You got a lot of things going on. You need me on your PR team. You're right. You know? It's true. I did, the, I did the 49ers a service. Exactly. Is Kyle, is Shannon Ham bringing the team together like this? No. Okay. I bring the team together. Okay. That's right. They rallied around. They rallied together. In, to unite in their hate for me. That's a that's a powerful yeah. thing. That's a powerful yeah, thing. I, pre- I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. And you know what? I, I, that's why I did it. Because secretly I want the 49ers to come together. And be See, I knew what you were doing. I knew what you were doing, but 
But I, I get it. If you if you come out and say it, you know what I mean? It, it just doesn't hit the same. So I got to come on and say it for you. Quality control is a thankless job. <laughs> but when you're good at it, it's 4D chess. I appreciate you seeing what I'm doing. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Right. So just keeping on, and I know we're not going to try and beat a, a dead horse, but with the, I, I want to keep on to the uh, Ken Law subject because yeah. here's the thing that I, I appreciate as him as a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I kind of felt from the situation is that this means a lot more to him. It, it's not about money. It's not about like him being out and, you know, he seems like a very simple person. Yeah. It, it, it seems like not much yeah. really in life gets to him, but football is his life. And yeah. not having that these uh, these couple of seasons or not being able to play up to his potential mm-hmm. seems like it's affected him. Mm-hmm. And and the way these players have kind of uh, rallied behind him, it seems like they know that, too, as yeah. well, that he's a different beast. So as a fan, I kind of appreciate his madness. And I hope this is going to be a real breakout season for him. Me too. Me too. I agree. I mean, we learned that he has the passion. For yeah. Sure. The work, the yeah. drive, the passion. Now he just needs his need to cooperate with him. Yeah. Cause I mean, I look at it, you know, I always reference because I'm more basketball. So mm-hmm. I always reference it uh, from a basketball standpoint, but I say, I look at a uh, Zion uh, that plays mm-hmm. for the Pelicans who's been injured. And anytime the camera show him, he just looks happy as a clown. He's like, I'm getting paid. It, it, it don't matter to me. And I'm not trying to um, uh, classify Kinlaw in this way, but I go say like Kobe Bryant. If Kobe Bryant was in that same situation, he would be ripping locker rooms apart if he right. could not get on the basketball court. Right. And it seems like Kinlaw has that same aspect that, you know what, and since uh, – that uh, as far as that his body is failing him and he can't be out there, it is killing him inside. And I seriously hope uh, as far as that surgery that they did get everything as far as that knee and he's going to be a beast to contend with. Yeah, he just needs to stay in the field consistently so he can improve. He's got all the, the skill. He just needs he needs just time to practice. We'll see if he gets it. Yeah. So so, to him. Less- that's, that's probably what's so upsetting is like it's out of his control. Yeah, they, definitely. Athletes always talk about things they can control. This is not something he can control. Mm-hmm. You know, same Niners can't control it either. They just got to hope. All right, man. Thanks yeah, appreciate it. Oh, one more thing, though. One more thing. We got to figure out the at, at the Atlanta thing. Remember yeah. the college game day, Atlanta? Right. Uh, I don't think it can be Omni at the battery because they must be fans of the show because as soon as those uh, – as soon as the schedule came out, their prices skyrocketed, but we got a lot of time, but definitely college game day. Yeah, yes, that'll sir. Be fun. All right, man. Take care. Peace. What's up, man? There? Hey. What's How up, you doing, man? Grant? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Good. First time on here. Good Good to, good to meet where you. you where are you calling from? I'm from Yosemite. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Way up here in the mountains. So Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got a, I got a quick question. First of all, if, uh, Got to admit, uh, I've been following you for quite a few years, and I wasn't a big fan. You know, I always felt like you just wrote negativity, but over the years, you won me over, and now you're my top go-to 49ers. So that's a wonderful I story. I appreciate that. Thank you. So here's my question: I'm not a Jimmy Garoppolo fan. All right. Like I like him, but uh, I think Trey Lance should be uh, their starter. But my question is: if uh, he stays on the team, and he they don't trade him because I don't see that happening 
And if they uh, cut him, maybe he signs somewhere else for a backup. But do you think if he stays, he uh, competes with Trey Lance for a starting job? That's that's the that's the fear, right? That's the yeah. uh, the nightmare. If you're a Niner fan, maybe, yeah. maybe that's not a nightmare. But to me, it's like the nightmare is they don't cut him. He's there in camp, and out of respect to Jimmy, they don't make him the backup. They let him compete, and players pick sides. And all that work that I've done to unite the team the last couple of weeks is just wasted. And once again, they're split. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the. And then to me, if he's competing for that job, it's hard for him to lose it because he has that win loss record. Exactly. So like, almost like it, nothing he does matters in camp, but everything Trey does is scrutinized because Trey Lance doesn't have a win loss record. There's no, you know what I mean? That's what happened last year. Trey Lance legitimately outperformed Jimmy Garoppolo in camp, but it didn't matter. And and the spreadsheet found a way to say that he didn't because like this one little drill here, or this little split there, uh, and nothing mattered. And Jimmy just got the job. So I hope hope that doesn't happen again. All right, that, that's pretty much my question. And uh, one last thing uh, with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing: if they cut him, does he get any injury contract? Two million? Is it any losses? If like uh, if they cut, cut him, him before more? he get past the physical, he gets seven and a half million dollars. Okay, so we have to wait until he can clear. I mean, yeah. not necessarily. He $7.5 million isn't my problem. It's their problem. If if he passes a physical and signs with another team in a month, the Niners get that cap space back. So it's like they just have to stomach giving a guy a $7.5 million parting gift. I mean, that's their problem. Do it. Well, the Rams did it with golf. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, man. Good call. Yeah. Later. What's up, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Couple couple points. Sure. Congratulations to Alex Mack and Frank Gore for re on their retirements. They've had good careers and no doubt. They they gave everything they got. That's all you could ever really ask for. Yep. Um, on the Alex Mack retirement, who who do you see actually being the full time center? Is someone who's on the roster already, or are they going to have to get someone like a JC Treader? They, they should get J.C. Treader. They don't have cap space for J.C. Treader. I mean, it seems right now like they're going to give Jake Brendel a real hard, long look just to see. I don't know, man. You got me. I, I'm very confused about the whole planet center. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. To me, um, Mac looked done after that championship game. You kind of tell on his face that he was worn out, tired, and didn't want to you know, collide with any more 315-pound fellow human beings i mean how much more do you really want to do after 13 seasons yeah man he's entitled enough he just got married why is he going to do it again exactly to me when they said oh we have a plan with alex i'm like uh i don't see it unless you have some hand waving here and some voodoo here it almost feels like the niners thought they could talk <laughs> him into playing one more year they're like hey man you signed a three-year contract it's not really cool to leave us out. like we were planning on having you and he's like I'm retiring. Sorry. Like what? I don't know. Cause I, they, I would think if they saw this coming, they would have drafted a center at some point. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking too. I don't see how you don't. I think the main problem is, is how many starting centers can we really name on the NFL? I can only name like maybe two or three. So that's the problem. But last time I checked when um, Kyle's dad was in charge of the Broncos, didn't he have an elite center in Tom Nalen for all those seasons before he retired? I believe you're right. I mean, don't I think 
And, and, and when Kyle went to the Super Bowl the first time, didn't he have Alex Mack? Didn't he make a big point of giving all that money to Western Richburg? And didn't he say how important a center is in his offense? Didn't he say that? Didn't those words come out of his mouth? Oh, it's so important. Not only do they make the line calls, but it's really hard and rare to find a center who can who can do a reach block, who can reach a nose. I mean, it's a really what about all that? And that and now it's like, oh well, we're I mean, have you seen Jake Brendel play? No, we haven't seen Jake Brendel play. He's played six snaps the last three years. Kyle, he was on your practice squad last year, and the rest of the league was like, You can keep him. You can keep him. That's what I was kind of wondering. He was on the practice squad and no one put a claim in for him. I was like, and then Denard, the starting uh, nickelback, he was on the Colts practice squad, and the Colts were like, you know what? We can't even keep, we don't even want you in our practice squad. You're out. You're out. We don't even want you in our practice squad, Darquez. Nothing against him, but he's a 30 year old DB. Now the Niners are like, you're our starter. We love your professionalism. Like, what? He's going to cover Cooper Cup, huh? Okay, we'll see how that goes. Yep, yep. Interesting camp battle question. Who do you see opposite of Bosa? Starting out, um, I think it's going to be you know how the Niners uh, platooned Paris Harrelson and Alden Smith when Alden was a rookie. I think that's yes. what they're going to do with Samson Ebukam and Drake Jackson. Okay, I'm guessing that Samson Ebukam will start because he's really good against the run. And then when it's second and long, third down, two minute drills, Drake Jackson. Okay, and that's kind I mean, of yeah, kind of what I thought too. So, and it's June 4th, and Jimmy's still on the roster, as you would say. I just can't wrap my head around. No words. No words. Hey, yeah. good call, man. Good to see you. Thank call you, sir. All right. Peace. All right, we got Coach, Aaron, and Joey. Aaron, Joey, hang tight. I'm getting to you guys. What's up? It's the coach. My man. My man. What's up? How you doing, brother? Good. I'm in a great mood. How are you? I'm in a good mood, too, man. I can All right. You. So let's move forward. <laughs> yeah, so let's move forward. Um, it's time for us to start looking at, um, we're asking a lot of questions on what the 49ers are going to do with, um, the team. And mm -hmm. it's just been going throughout the entire, um, off season, honestly, you know, at first it was Jimmy bless you. Thanks. Bless you. Yeah. You know, this is all good. so, <laughs> so, um, at first it was Jimmy. Then it was, what are we going to do about the DB situation? What are we going to do about safety? Then it was, how are we going to resign all of these guys leaving? Then it was Debo. Debo. Um, it's been a really rocky off season. And I feel like we're kind of holding the, we're kind of holding our squad to too high of a standard in what we expect to get out of them this year. I got them winning nine games this year. Me too. Um, and I, 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 when I said that, I was kind of being generous. I'm like, I don't want to predict a losing season. That's just mean. But the, I only went nine like, because the NFC is down. Exactly. But the schedule isn't. The schedule's tough. It's a very tough schedule. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like we're asking these questions like we're in some type of hunt for a Super Bowl. You know, like, right. what are we when doing they're telling with us that They're not. They're telling us that this is a regroup year. A and regroup I feel. Year. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like I feel like you can't you couldn't regroup with so many guys on contract years that I feel like this year should have happened last year. But we got a reprieve with the with the cap. 
Yeah. If you remember it, we were really going to lose a lot last year. And then all of a sudden, the entire market plummeted. True. True. And we were able to. I thought they were going to leave. K1. We were going to lose. Yeah. This was supposed to happen last year. Right, 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 right. And yeah. And I feel like now they're finally biting the bullet where they're like, well, you know, we were kind of prepared for this. We saw this coming. We can't afford these guys. And we need to find a way to stay solvent and fiscally responsible at the same time. Younger. And get younger because we were one of the oldest teams in the league last year. I think we need to recalibrate expectations on freaking out about certain things, about what are we going to do with a center? We're going to do the best we can at center. Yeah. Come on. Um, And I I feel like because the team looms so large in our eyes as fans, there just always has to be an answer. And I think that sometimes you don't realize that the answer is literally what you're looking at. I mean, we're you have not- to understand, though, it's it, from a fan's perspective, it's highly irregular to watch your team be this close to the Super Bowl and then accept stomach a regroup year right after that. Like, that's irregular. It doesn't happen very often, although it well, does, I guess. Well, I mean, like some of the greatest fans in the NFL are the Steelers, right? Because they, they, they've learned how to be content with being respectable, a respectable yeah. franchise, and they don't burn their team in effigy when they don't win a Super Bowl. They they understand that our claim to fame is being a reputable franchise. We stay the course. Yeah, we, don't we don't lose. We don't fire we don't, Yeah. And no. yeah. I, I feel like with us, we are so hell-bent on that sixth ring that we're asking really dumb questions. You know, <laughs> about, you know like, yeah. why are we – why isn't Jimmy cut yet? Because we can't afford to lose Jimmy without getting something back. That's just facts. And until we can afford to cut him and cut bait and actually lose on that, then we're going to cut him. It's it's that simple. But you again, know like, you only get to that logical conclusion if you accept that you're not really going for it this year, which is really hard for 95% of fans to accept. Although me and you are agreeing that they're really not. I mean, think about it this way. Think about it this way, Iggy. We got a rookie quarterback. All right, who's played two games in 24 months? All right, 80 percent of the offensive line is a question mark. 80 percent of the offensive line is a question mark. And let's be honest, I'm not buying this because we go we we go by the we have this really like transient you know flow on what we do with our team. Like on one point now the 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 DBs is the strong. That's like the thing that I'm hearing across the the youtube world our dbs are strong now all of a sudden our dbs are strong oh man look what we did at running back oh my god we're so deep at wide receiver and the truth of the matter is is that we got really good pieces but we crowdsourced but we we went out and got enough bodies to see if we can make a unit yeah that's not so don't look at these guys as individual pieces there's only four of them that can get on the field guys all right so deep at nickelback we don't have a starter. We have four backups. Yeah, but who's exactly who's the starter? Yeah, you we, know, yeah. we're so deep a receiver. Who's the starter? We don't even have one of them in the building. It's true. So it's true. I, I'm not here to I'm not here to paint a doomsday situation. But what I am here to say is like be a little bit pragmatic, man. Like we went to the Super Bowl. We had a down year in the pandemic, which everybody got hurt, and then the very next year we went to the NFC Championship. It's time to take a break this season. It's time to regroup and get things back together. 
That's what it is. And we're getting our quarterback is that They could go pretty far with Jimmy Garoppolo. Not far enough. Not enough. far enough. Not far enough. Enough. They, yeah. they should have figured it out a few years ago, but they, now they figured it out enough. Yeah. And, and they know they can't get far with them. And what sucks is with everybody's done it before, you have a goal and you have something that you need to do and you get to the five yard line and you have to start all over again because you know that you need those other five yards. So you got to backtrack. That's what we're doing. It yeah. sucks, but it's going to be a bumpy ride. Here's to the marathon, though. Thanks for having me, man. Great call, Coach. That was really nice. Nicely done. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, man. Scotty Martinez says, who do you see winning the RB1 competition? I mean, Mitchell, man. Mitchell's one of the better running backs in the league. I, I, I Sermon's not taking his spot. We'll see. Aaron, man, it's been a, hey. been a long time. I thought oh, you didn't like yeah. me anymore. No, no, dude. It was actually pretty weird, that whole, that whole Ken Law situation blowing up. I started seeing you on other shows I watched, and I was like, <laughs> so I remember weird. that guy. No, no, I can, I've been trying to keep in touch with you guys, especially with the Ken Law thing. I've checked videos here and there. Uh, I was just coming on because OTAs came up, and I did have some questions. I thought I'd reach out to my favorite Niners reporter about it, you know? Sure. So, I, well, I just wanted to ask, uh, from what you've seen so far in OTAs, how would you rank the uh, cornerbacks from worst to best? Like who's shown up? I know they can't do a whole lot. I'm just because that was our biggest weakness last year, in my opinion, on defense. Ah man, it's been two practices. Traverius Ward only did one of them, um, but so far, I would say probably Ward's the best, Mosley second best, Ambry's third, and after that, I don't think it really matters. I'll have to see more from Diamador and Womack. I haven't been. Neither one's made a play yet. Uh, Womack's gotten beat a few times, so I guess Lenore and then Womack. I guess. Uh, Right now? Yeah. No, I'm excited about Ward as a cornerback. I don't know. I feel like he's – like you said, he's been really good, but I think he'll uh, – I don't know. I think I'm intrigued be number one. because he's a very aggressive man-to-man press coverage corner. And in 2020, he got called for a lot of penalties. In 2021, he had a great year. So maybe he yeah. figured something out. Maybe he learned. If that's the one they're getting, they're good. 2021, Burton. Oh, yeah. Um the other one I had was since Devo's not there, which receivers look to the best? Ray Ray. So Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Uh, not even close. Like, he looks better than Ayuk in practice right now. Ayuk's doing nothing. I mean, not nothing. He's just kind of like not producing the way I would expect him to. Not get not catching a lot of passes. Ray Ray is. Yeah. Ray Ray is getting like six, seven targets a, an, an, an afternoon. So. Yeah. And he's Ray making Ray really is. aggressive. They te- they really coach wide receivers well in Pittsburgh, man. He does. He catches the ball away from his frame. He, he uh, has a lot of urgency on every rep. He he competes every play. He's good. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'm not saying he's a starter, but he's he looks good. I was intrigued by him as well because I thought he might be like a replacement since Devo doesn't want to do all that running back stuff anymore. I thought so he'd be far, he's been a whole lot. I don't know about so far. He looks like a wide receiver to me. And he looks like a better one than Jawan Jennings. Put it that way. Mr. Third Down himself. Uh, And then I had two questions about, like, two deaf players we had that I was kind of intrigued by. I was wondering how Kamiko Ture looked. I saw him as our Arden Key replacement. Um, Let me get back to you on him. I haven't seen much of him yet. The first one, they just did seven on sevens. So let me get back to you on him. I want to – we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, he's – I saw him sign him and whatnot from what I know. He's this in this week is minicamp, so they're going to have two or three practices. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think he'll be our Arden Key replacement if he makes okay. the team. Okay. And then uh, I was going to ask about the player I've been high on for a year since we've signed him, which was Mo Hurst, if he did anything. Oh, I haven't seen him back yet. I'm not sure if he's ready yet. But I'll keep uh, my eyes on him. Be- I know you like him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I just I feel he's, like he's, he's good. Healthy. He just gets hurt. He's been hurt. Yeah. yeah. That's just the Niners in a nutshell. Just they get hurt. <laughs> Hey, man, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, man. All right, take care. Joey, you're up next. Real quick, Noah says, once Matt Ryan got traded for a third, Niners should have cut bait on Jimmy. Thank you, I agree. They were living in fantasy land. They they, they should have known it right there. Joey, what's up, man? Brian, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. I I can't really hear you. Hold on, let me fix my settings. I think it's Okay, sure, go ahead. Are you able to hear me, though? Yeah, I can hear you. You can go ahead. All right, cool. So, So let me say my piece because there's really not much to say. Uh, first of all, I got to commend you on the way you handled that whole Kinlaw situation. Your new name, right, is G-Money. It ain't Grant no more. And I'm going to tell you why, right? Check this out, right? Listen, uh, other way, other dudes would have handled it different. One would, one way would have been to be on some slime ball shit and try to ruin the dude's career. The other way would have been to just switch up, change up, and change your whole style and, and just switch your whole shit up. You didn't either. Now, for that... You're a G. You understand? You. So that's my Thank man, G Money, right there. So that's that's one thing I gotta say. You got that right, AKA the rat bastard. So that's what it's gonna be. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, but listen, the reason, the real reason I called is because um, I wanted to talk about the spiral situation. I know you was talking about the, the spin rate and all that other shit. My son's a QB, so he's been training with quarterback coaches all his life. I'm at Rutgers Stadium right now. He's out here at some combine doing some quarterback shit here. So I just want to, you know, give you my little two cents. So two things that really is, uh, affect those spirals. One, you hit it on the nose was that your index finger is the last thing that has to, you know, proning. So pronation, the way you, you throw that football, right? So it's not like a baseball. The pronating of a football, it's different, right? That's that's one thing. And then the other thing that not too many people really realize is that the the, the space between the palm of your hand and the football it has to be a small gap there, very small gap, where if you're gripping the ball too much and if that palm is touching that ball, it's 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 kind of like a knuckleball, like it'll come out and it'll wobble a little because the, the palm, I know it sounds weird, but that palm will, will grip onto the ball, make it wobble a little. So as long as there's a little bit of space there and your index finger is the last one there and you let it and you release it right, and high C, which is what a lot of these quarterback coaches call a high C, um, yep. You pronate, you release it, that thing will come out sweet. And the last thing I wanted to tell you is that Wilson football, uh, they have a football with a chip in it, right, that, that measures the spin rate, the velocity, the accuracy, your release time, and all that other good shit. Yeah, so Wilson definitely has it, and I know that because my son uses it, and his numbers came back looking sweet, which is why we at Rutgers right now. He's a high school, freshman high school QB. So, you know, I just wanted to share that with you, man. And, um, you know, I don't know what's the deal. I got a headset on. Maybe that's why I can't hear you. But as long as you heard what I had to say, there you go. G Money, a.k.a. Rap Bastard. Was- Great call. Thanks for calling in. Calling anytime. That was dope. Joey G, that was super dope. Freddie, hold on. Freddie, and then we got BK. Hey, what's, what's up, up? Hey, what's up, Grant? How you doing, man? I'm okay, man. Uh, I know you probably don't want... I want to talk about it, man, because it was entertaining as hell. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> No, uh, I just kind of want to back, have your back. You know, it looks like uh, all the Karens came out. They wanted to cancel you and Kinlaw. 
And uh, what I wanted to say is that, uh, you know, I, I really liked your, how you handled it. And you, you specifically say you didn't want to get Ken Law in trouble. And I think that was real uh, G of you. I think we're trying to cancel him, too. Like, dude, shut yeah. up. Why is everyone making this such a big deal? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't appreciate that. It, yeah. it seemed it seemed unnecessary trying to make you look like a, a rat bastard, you know. And uh and, and another thing, I'm not trying to uh grope you or nothing, but uh I just to get real serious, I, I liked your uh introspect introspect when you were with your dad and you related it how and I thought it was ironic too how that story came out during the uh the the massacre. And uh, and and you kind of you know elaborated on that. And I really I really thought that was big. Uh, showed a lot of character for you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. And I, I don't think a lot of people take the time to see that you're a human being too. And that was like the third thing is that uh, I, I hope you don't mind me riffing. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. But uh, you know, I always related the sports to like a a, a big soap opera for men. And and I like your show because you add, I see you add, uh, is it the levity or brevity to it? You give it kind of a spin that we kind of can, uh, you you make a lot of fun of yourself. We can make fun of ourselves as being yes. fans of these, of these guys. Like when you watch the Kanban, they say, oh, this guy's so long. He's so big. It's like, you know, you get it. You get the, the nature of it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. I always like your calls. You always make me feel good. You always got positive action. I appreciate it, man. Well, yeah, but uh, you know that that's what 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 I also just one one last thing is uh, growing up, you know, as fans, uh, when I seen a player, I, I lived in the Bay, so I seen players. I never, I've never gone up to a player. I wouldn't go up to a player and and get in their face about their play. Like I understood as a young kid the line between that they see it as a business. And if I seen Grant Cohn in the street, I'm not going to go get in Grant Cohn's face because Grant Cohn is not probably Grant Cohn in the street. And I think, you know, Ken Law, like, I may talk hella crap about him here, but if I see him, I'm not going to, you know, I'll probably shake his hand and respect right. him. Like, oh, you're, right. you know, he's in the NFL. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I'm sorry, I'm going in, uh, but with Grant, but, uh, you know, I also, you're trying to get your bag too. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I don't get is that why don't people see that that's like they're doing, they have the platforms. Uh, this is yours and you're getting the bag and how you get it is how you get it. Well, I just got the house, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, Great. man. I'm really happy how you handled it, man. I think you took Thanks. it up, took it on the team. You know, I've, I've taken it on the chin before. I've been knocked down a lot of times. I always get up. Yeah, man, and I, I like that you still have a good attitude about it. So. Appreciate it. Man. All right, Freddie. <laughs> well, have a nice Sunday, man. It's, yeah, you too. Nice out here in the Bay. Is it Saturday? It's Saturday. It's I'm Saturday. Saturday. All right, Freddie. All right, thank you. Later. BK, what's up, man? Grant, what's going on, my guy? I'm chilling, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. I got a couple of takes. Everybody wants to talk about this Javon Kenlaw. It's over, man. Forget over. it. He, Thank he you. needs to worry about the field this year. Let's be real. Get back, get back healthy, get us some sacks. That's what I care about. Um, but let's talk about um, – I want to change the perspective. Everybody's talking about these other things. I want to talk about Kyle Shanahan. You know how I am. Like, we're going to be real critical on his decision-making and other things like that. My first question to you is, why do you think the coaches that he has under his coaching tree that are now head coaches 
are so much more aggressive in terms of like going to get players, play calling, um, just finding ways to win in big games. Like, for example, look at um, in L.A., right? They had a cool quarterback. They could have been with Matt Goff. He took him to the Super Bowl. But they trade everything to go get Matthew Stafford, and it pays off. Down in Miami, Mike McDaniels, he gets there. Wait a minute, you mean cheat us up? How many picks? Give it to him. Yeah. F them picks. I'm yeah. gonna go get the best players and do that. Why like are McVay. they so much? Why are they so much more aggressive than Kyle Shanahan when it comes to those things? In your opinion, it's a great question. I mean, I don't really know. Do you have a theory? I think my theory, and this is what I've been thinking about and pondering on it, is I think because he grew up in the NFL, he still has an old school. He yeah. has an old school mentality. Back in yeah. the old days, he think about it, he's been a part of the NFL his entire life. And he still got his dad his dad in his in his ear heavily, right? Yep. Oh, we we we're sticking by the books. We're not giving up draft picks. We're not giving up draft capital. We're actually we're hoarding these picks. And yeah. nowadays in the NFL, how many first round picks are actually successful? There's a lot more first round busts than they are because they're right, like fifty percent, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. they're coming in yeah. younger, right? They're coming yeah. in younger. They're only playing yeah. two, maybe three years with the red shirt, and they're going after the bag. I'm about to get out of here. I'm trying yeah. to start my career so I can get the money. I think yeah. that that's what he still has an old school mentality, and he's not going to be aggressive to go get these players because he's like, I want picks. And also, we have, in a sense, a rookie, um, oh, um, a rookie GM that's not really well, – he's learning on the job. Oh. What I was going to say is there's also the possibility that this is how the Niners do business, no matter who their coach is, that Parag yeah. and Jed just don't. That if Sean McVay were the coach here, Parag mm-hmm. would be telling him, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do it. It's possible. Yeah. And and just like you, know? you said, there, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago on your live, you said that the 49ers look at themselves like a, a, a conglomerate. They're, they're a business completely, not just the 49ers. It's, it's in, in totality. They have other other businesses that they're really more concerned about at times in the 49ers when this should be your bread and butter. If this is successful, everything else is going to be successful because the money is going to be rolling in. And I think that that's part of the issue too, is that they're thinking about football operations, but they're looking at it from a business standpoint instead of a winning standpoint. Agree. Agree. And that's too bad. I think also what you notice is Miami and the um, Rams are owned by two of the richest owners in the NFL. Right, two guys that aren't really worried about the bottom line. They're they're trying to yeah. spend whatever it takes to win. Mm-hmm. But they also understand, they also understand that if you win a Lombardi, which we have five of them, they should know that by now. That if you win, especially in this era, you're gonna get money. You're going to be able to start to essentially printing your own money. Why? Because you're gonna get endorsements. You're gonna get right. more TV sales. You're gonna get TV more revenue. Fans. More like fans. more fans, and then people are actually gonna go to Santa Clara, and we might be. The Santa Clara 49ers, as you like to what call it. What the Rams did by winning the Super Bowl is they created a new generation of Rams fans. Like think yes. about the eight-year-old that watched that, the, you know, the six-year-old that watched that. Kind of exactly. like how when I was a kid, you know, Warrior fans were kind of a niche group. There weren't oh, that yeah, many. Same, we, 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 we weren't Warrior fans the, in the 90s. People rooted for the Lakers up here. People rooted for the Kings up here. All of a sudden, yes. they draft Steph Curry. They start going to the playoffs. Now there's a fan base. So it's going to be how how games are nine or home games, maybe not in five years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was saying. That's it's been frustrating to me about that because I'm just like, you, you're, you have such a a illustrious coaching carousel or coaching tree, right? 
Why are these guys going out and doing things? And you can't say it's because they're like rookie or first year head coaches. No, they just understand how to win in the NFL in this day and age. And they understand you have a window that you have to get that to. Because again, like in the 2000s, like 15 years ago, cap was like half of what it is now. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, you can really buy your team. Exactly. The Rams that's did what the, it. That's what did the Rams it. Did. Buy your team. Yeah, and they they went back out and got aggressive. I mean, they went to a Super Bowl and they were and they're like, oh, we can't win with this guy, and really traded Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford, and then they're probably gonna pay him again because they're like, okay, we're gonna keep this dude. You know what I mean? Oh, we need OBJ. Go get OBJ. Yeah, yeah like they don't. Cares? They don't. It doesn't care. matter. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. Eric Weddle wants to come out of retirement for the playoffs. Great. Give him. Bobby Wagner wants a lot of money. Great. That's what yeah. I'm saying is that they, yeah. they're building a culture down there to where they don't they don't care about what's going on. We're just yeah. trying to win. Yeah, right. And now. that's that's what right now. That, we're gonna care about two years from now. We're gonna win right now and approach it that way every year. They seem to be okay mm-hmm. so far. They haven't mm-hmm. had a down year yet. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean the, the Niners are the team that have uh, down years. And it is, and it's like it's like every other year for us. That's the reason why I'm like, why weren't we more aggressive in this offseason? Why weren't we figuring it out? And why is Jimmy Brown almost like you're expecting a down year? And why is Jimmy still on the roster? It's almost like they're expecting a down year. BK, I got to take another call, man. But, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Finish I have up. one last thing just saying about um from OTAs. Have you seen enough from Trey Lance to tell you to tell you that he needs to be the starter? Named oh, him. yeah. I saw enough last year. He needs to be the starter of this team. I'm not saying he's going to be a top five quarterback in the league, but he needs to be the starter of this team now. Yeah, he needs reps. In, in game reps. reps. Definitely. Yep. All right. Yep. Thank you. All right, BK. Great call. Call anytime. All right. Appreciate it. All right, man. El Jefe, this is going to be oh, the last call of the day. Sorry, Dakota and C. Diggy. I'm already 10 minutes over. I got to get furniture furniture shopping day. I'm I'm now a furniture shopper. I'm so sorry, but I'll do another one of these tomorrow, I promise. What's up, El Jefe? What's going on, man? Congratulations on the home, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So uh, I, I I gave a comment yesterday about uh, about the, no, no, the whole Ken Long thing. So, I mean, I asked for an interview. I mean, I guess I could say that was kind of an interview. It would have been a little bit better if you get to talk to him about the team and, you know, get a little more in-depth. But, you know, but um, question, uh, update on Jimmy G. Have you heard anything? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that he's still on the fucking team somehow. Sorry. He's still here. All right. What? So. He doesn't show up to practice, and the, when the coaches are asked about him, they're like, yeah, we haven't talked to him. Wow. I don't know. So it, it could get real weird then, basically. Pretty much. So, because what, what do you think happens if they both end up in training? So they're both Jimmy G and Trey. So what, it'll get super weird. The team will get divided. He'll probably win the job. It'll be a. Re, it'll be bad. So they, he can never step again. But I, I mean, the, when like when you ask Brian Greasy, have you talked to Jimmy? And he says no, and just lets it drop. It doesn't sound. Everybody's like, saying no. It doesn't sound like he's going to come back to the facility. Like I don't know. It makes me feel like they know he can't come back. They'll. They have a deadline to trade him, which is the day before training camp. And so, if they, so do you think they've already told him? Do you think they're if they can't trade him? Do you think he's he's going to get released? Then because it sounds like because again, if you have everybody saying he's not talking to anybody, it sounds like Trey already has the leg up. Even know, if he comes right? back, it's like it's like where were you? I know where the hell were you? And you didn't even come here to like be a leader. You didn't even come here to be around your teammates. It's like you were saying, I'm, I want out. And now you're just going to show yeah. up in, in training camp and be like, okay, I'm ready to compete. Where the hell were you? You were even taking mental reps. He doesn't talk to anybody. He, during the offseason, he talks to no one. He doesn't talk to any of the coaches. He didn't even that's talk to the quarterback coach. Of, like, and that's not good because he doesn't get better. 
He doesn't get better season after season, so that's not good. So, so is he even trying to get better during all season, or is he just taking the money? Is he, is he just, it's like, yeah, okay, you're hurt, but you could be. I mean, if you wanted to compete for this job, you could be here learning the offense. You could be here getting to know Brian Greasy and and all the new coaches on the offense. But no. So look, I, I bet my dad a bottle of wine that Jimmy's going to be on the team week one. But from everything I've seen so far this off season, they're not preparing to have him on the practice field for any days. And it doesn't seem like he wants to be. Jimmy can't go behind this offensive line. He, he's not going to be able to go behind the offensive line. I think Trey has a leg up for a lot of different reasons. A lot of different reasons. Good point. Good point. I think we're seeing that all, all signs indicate Jimmy Garoppolo will never put on his uniform ever again, even in practice. But I don't know how they're going to end this. They should end it today, though. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I would enjoy hearing that he got released. I would, I would love that. That would be fun. Anyway. All right, man. Go have a great day, man. Good to see you. J.R. Beckled, Betcheld, Beckled says Bobby Wagner isn't the player he used to be. He's better than whatever the hell they had at middle linebacker last year. I'll tell you that. Guys, thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow. It's time for me to go hit up all the different furniture places that I've never gone to before and look at pieces of furniture like I know what the hell I'm looking at. Oh, this is nice. No, no, no. That's nice. Hold up. This is nicer. What the hell do I know? But I'm going to go make some decisions. Thanks for watching, everyone. See you tomorrow.